Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. It was a WGN listener to this show that sent a text and said, Lisa, why are you not talking about two-tier pensions? <laughs> I thought, okay, um, let's talk about it. And, of course, when we started researching and reading articles about it, our next guest's name certainly came up, Representative Blaine Wilhauer from the 107th District. That's around Effingham, right, Representative? Yeah, Lisa, it's great to be on with you. Yeah, we're down around Effingham. I'm about three and a half hours south of you there. I know that you've served our country. I also know that you grew up on a farm and you're currently an active partner on your family farm. We've got a farm in Adams County, so I can relate to a bit of what you do. Nice. Great people over around Quincy. Yeah. Uh, this is a state rep, the 110th District. Blaine is a Republican. And Blaine, you, you heard the governor in his budget address talk about two-tier pensions. Why don't you explain exactly what they are to everyone listening? Well, first things first, um, you know, we have a real pension problem in the in the state of Illinois. We are conservatively $150 billion in the hole on um, on what we owe on, on here. And, you know, a lot of people say it's probably double that. So in 2010, um, you know, the, the legislature and the governor at the time, they did a reform, which um, – you know, brought in the in the tier two uh, pension system, which is which is less um, it's less of a giveaway than tier one. But there's a reason that they changed the tier one because the tier one is unaffordable. I always liken it to you know taking out a million dollar mortgage on a thirty thousand dollar salary. So you know we've got a problem. It's why your property taxes are so high because most of your state level funding for education over half of it goes straight to legacy costs of pensions and not in the classrooms. And that's what's making your local governments raise your property taxes so high. So, you know, it was really easy for the legislature to negotiate this new tier in 2010, because obviously the unions didn't have any members that were tier two at the time, you know, so they put these, um, you know, lesser benefits in place, but now here we are, you know, 13, 14 years later, and the majority of the of the folks in the public pension system are tier two, and they're saying, you know, why are we paying more and getting less to subsidize all of these all of these people in uh, in tier one? And uh, you know, it's not a fair system to the tier two folks. But the bottom line is, we couldn't afford the tier one benefits. And you know, with the, with the changes that, that they made, it's still going to take forty years to dig ourselves out of this hole. You know, and that's if if the economy doesn't uh, completely crash. But they're wanting to come back now. We're having hearings in the General Assembly to basically make um, the Tier 2 folks um, whole with Tier 1, which is billions and billions of dollars that's going to be on the taxpayer. And there are 663 pensions for government employees in our state? Well, there's a, there's four major pension systems. Then you have all of your all of your um, you know your local and municipal pension pension funds. But you know, just doing a little bit of back of the envelope math on on this stuff, just to do this in the teachers' retirement system, it's probably a billion dollars in year one. 
and it's just going to get more and more after that. But, you know, when, when we were discussing these things, the, um, you know, the, these folks that run these um, public sector unions that negotiate this stuff, they're very, very powerful in Springfield. You know, they're paying for half of the legislature, half of the legislators there. And it's just really ironic when they come before the pensions committee, which I'm, which I'm on. I've been on since 2019 when I came in and say, Oh my goodness, we didn't negotiate this. They rammed this through and we had no idea. Um, I, I just find that really incredulous because nothing happens in Springfield without the public sector union. Um, giving giving the go ahead, so they're being really disingenuous on this. They they made the they they agreed to the changes in 2010 because the state was literally going to go under if we didn't do it. But now you know um, they're getting less dues, um, so you know, and their members are starting to cry out a little bit on it. So they're wanting to you know do a man, massive pension increase, it, which is equivalent to a massive tax increase to to taxpayers in Illinois that are already paying the second or you know, first, second, or third highest state and local taxes in the country. We just simply can't afford it. And explain a safe harbor. Explain the safe harbor issue. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. So um, basically, there's a federal law that says that any pension that you're providing, if you're not providing Social Security, which most of our teachers are in a situation where they're getting a pension, um, but they're not getting Social Security. If the pension that you have it falls below what the value would be if you were in Social Security, then, you know, you're, you're in violation of that safe harbor um, initiative, and basically you would have to back pay all of that stuff. So that is a, that is a big deal, but they're using, they're using this safe harbor argument um, basically as an excuse to just across the board enhance everybody's uh, pension in Tier 2. And they're doing this without any actuarial analysis whatsoever. There's not a there's not an actuary that looked at these systems and said that, hey, yes, this is going to happen. And what I contend, and a lot of people that, that study this stuff, is that probably very few of those pensions, if any, are actually going to violate the safe harbor. So what they're doing is they're using that as an excuse to do an across-the-board increase. And what, what I'm advocating for is... You know, if you're concerned about um, uh, Safe Harbor, that's that's fine. Let's just do this thing reasonably at the lowest cost to the taxpayers possible. So let's just uh, let's put in statute that if if your pension, if you're at the end of retirement or end of your career, when they're when they're figuring your pension, which they do. If, if your pension um, violates the safe harbor, then the state will pay the difference, plus a dollar. Okay. You know? Representative Wilhauer, let me throw a few things at you that people are texting. They're coming in fast and furious, and maybe you can address yep. a few of these. Sure. Um, where I work, the two-tier people pay half as much into the pension as the tier one people do. Is that correct? That's one of our textures. Well, the- that could be possible as a as a whole, but that would be because there would be more tier one people and they're making more money. So the percentage of their income, um, you know, would be the whole dollar may be higher, but the tier two people are paying more percentage of their income. So that's absolutely false that the tier one people are are paying more of their income. They're, they are not. Okay. If you're two people are paying more. Here comes another one. Uh, this person says they never tell the story that the government never paid their share of pension payments. They used the money for roads. Employees paid their share. Now the employees are the villain. What's your reaction sure. to that? 
Sure. Yeah, the state has been irresponsible on on making the payments. We would certainly be in a in a better position um, if we were making the payments, but you, we can't ignore the fact that the payments were unaffordable. Um, you know, and that's the that's the bottom line. You know, it's not these people that are getting the pension. It's not their fault. And and I'm for you know paying that. But we can't. We're, we're actually in a getting to a situation where we're getting over the hump on this, and we can see light at the end of the tunnel. It's not. It's not great, but you know yeah. we're we're on the right trajectory. But it, we're going to throw that all away if we if we enhance these. And you're right, because people who are receiving a pension worked for it, and they feel like everybody's pointing the finger at them, and all they did was their job, and they want what they were promised. Here's another one. In Illinois, teachers pay into Social Security but are not allowed to collect it. The only thing they have in Illinois for retirement is their pension. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, again, that's that's, uh, that's legitimate, and I want them to, to get the pension that they paid in. But I'm telling you, if we, if we, if we enhance this and make this worse, we're going to get into a situation where everybody's going to have to take a, take a haircut. Because what can't continue financially won't continue financially. At some, some point, we're going to have to pay up on this, and there's only so much more uh, property taxes and, and state taxes that the folks in Illinois can afford. We're not going to attract new investment to this state if, if our um, financial situation continues to be out of black. Well, I hope you'll continue the conversation with us and come back again. I appreciate you giving us a couple minutes of your time. Obviously, this is like a two-hour discussion that we crammed into seven minutes, but I appreciate you taking time out of your day. More more than happy to. Keep your eyes on this because this is moving in Springfield. It's going to affect every taxpayer in Illinois. Everybody should keep their eye on it. That is Representative Blaine Wilhauer from the 107th District.